Well, you can't say we didn't tell you so. Last year we did a couple videos on the title problems that were happening at Carvana. And in those videos, we also asked the question, are the problems more than just title? Are there financial problems? Are there business model problems? And one of the videos we had, we asked the question, is Carvana going bankrupt? And part of that question was analysis of their business model. We're going to talk about how the automotive business works, how they process titles, and why titles are directly connected to the finances of an automotive dealership. There's a thing called floor plan, credit lines, and auction lines. And all of those things are related to the finances of a company and the titles. In many cases, when they're title problems, it's an indication of a larger underlying financial issue. We're going to get into all that. And the reason why this is important for car titles is if you have purchased a vehicle from a dealership and you're having title problems, you want to make sure that the problem is only the title and not the financial health of the of that dealership. So let's take a look at Carvana. Not to pat ourselves on the back too much, but like you said, we asked a question a year ago, are they going bankrupt? And here is The Motley Fool, one of the largest investment consulting websites um, here, middle of the year in 2022, asking the question, is Carvana stock going to zero? And they um, asked almost the same question that we did almost a year ago. Well, how could that happen? It's a very large automotive company. They have dozens of million dollar facilities, you know, with the big Carvana vending machine, car vending machine, where you, you know, have cars stacked up. They sell thousands of cars every month. How can a company like that go bankrupt when they're on the stock market? Well, any company technically can be bankrupt if their assets are exceeded by liabilities, meaning that if what they have in cash and vehicles and real estate is smaller than the number of the debt that they owe. And with many startup companies, they will lose money for the first few years to try to what they call disrupt the market and get some market share, and then they'll start making a profit. Well, the problem with the automotive industry is, from the outside, it looks simple, but it's really a complicated industry. It's a very low-margin business. When dealerships sell a forty dollars or $50,000 car, they might only make 1000 bucks, 1500 bucks, depending on the market, on new cars. Now, when you sell used cars, you might be able to make more. However, there's only a certain percentage of people who are willing to buy a higher-end used car at a used car dealership. Most people want to buy a used car from a new car dealership. You know, you see the Ford store, the Chevy store, the Honda store, and they have used cars and new cars. People prefer to buy used cars from those larger stores because presumably they're nicer, maybe they're trade-ins, and they have the service facilities there to fix those cars. Sure, there's used car dealerships. You see them all over your area. Joe's used cars, right? They're all independent used car lots. How many of those dealerships are chains? And by a chain meaning there's more than one with the same name. In your area, can you think of any dealership that only sells used cars that has multiple locations all over the place? Probably can't think of any. There's a couple companies out there. The most prominent one you've heard of is CarMax. CarMax was a split off of Circuit City, which was a electronics chain back in the 80s and 90s and they started used car retailing and at first they struggled as well for many years they struggled to make money and they struggled to figure it out what they did do though is they tapped into a market of people that are willing 
to do no haggle, meaning whatever the price is, that's it, take it or leave it. Can't negotiate the price. And some people are okay with that. Doesn't mean the price is good, it just means that you don't negotiate it. Most of the vehicles at CarMax are priced at or above the average selling price for that same car. If you look at cars on their lot, what they're asking for it, it's not a huge discount over book value or online value guides. It's an average price, fair price. They're not ripping people off per se, but they're not huge discounts. People are willing to pay a little more to not have that dealership experience, right? The dealership negative experience where you have to haggle and you go back and forth with salespeople. However, even though a lot of people complain about that dealership experience, a lot of people are willing to go through it if it saves them money. If you're willing to hash it out, haggle with a salesperson and save $1,000, save $1,500, that might be worth it for some people. Some people just don't want to do it, but that's a small segment of the market. So they captured that market. In reality, not as many people want to buy a used car from a non-franchise dealer as the market thought. And this is where Carvana comes in. They went public. They got a lot of money from investors and for people who bought their stock in the IPO. And they opened up all these facilities, got this inventory. But running a car business is difficult. You have to keep track of your inventory. Used cars drop in value every week. A new book value comes out every week, and that car's dropping. You have to get it sold. It can't sit on your lot. Most dealerships operate on a 30-day term, meaning that if that used car sits for more than 30 days, you just have to blow it out for whatever you can. Bring it to the auction because it's going to be worth less at some point. Where do titles come in as a problem? Well, if you're a used car dealer and you're having a problem with finance, you don't have enough cash to run your business, you can shuffle around your titles to get more money. Here's how that works. You buy a car from an auction, which is where most cars come from for used car lots. One of the largest car companies is called Mannheim, Mannheim Auto. And they have auctions all over the country and they sell thousands of cars sometimes every day at these auctions. And so if you're a dealer, you go to the auction, cars going through the lane, it's just like what you imagine. It's a bunch of people bidding on cars, raising their hand, I want to buy a car. And let's say you buy 10 cars, truckload of cars, and each car average $25,000. Well, that's $250,000 of inventory. 25,000 times 10 cars is 250,000. Well, normally you'd have to write a check and pay cash for those cars when you leave the auction. However, Mannheim, like most auctions, have a line of credit and they'll, they'll front you the cars. Take the cars, here's the keys, put them on a truck, bring them to your dealership, don't pay us now. Don't worry about it. We'll take care of you. But two things happen. They hold on to the titles. That's their collateral. That's their leverage to make sure you're going to pay them for the car. They give you the title. You can sell the car and take off. They hold the titles. And they charge you interest. It's not free. They charge you interest. Maybe the first 30 days is free. And after that, you start accruing interest. So you bring these cars to your lot. Now you have these free cars. You could retail it to a customer a car that you paid $25,000 for, let's say you sell it for $27,500, you make $2,500 profit, and then put that in your bank, you pay off the auction, the $25,000, and you keep the rest. Well, what would happen if you needed some cash to run your operation, and you sold that car for $27,500, and you decided, well, you know what? Instead of paying back the auction, let me keep that $25,000 for a little bit, for a few weeks 
or a month or two months to help fund some other things. Maybe pay my payroll. Maybe pay some other expenses I have. My rent, my mortgage, my utility bills. Well, the auction doesn't give you the title. They don't know you sold it. You didn't tell them you sold it. But you retail that you gave the customer a temporary plate. They're driving. Now, if you do that thinking someday you'll have more money and you can pay off that car, that's great. But if you take that 25000 and use it to pay payroll, now that money's gone. What happens when that customer is looking for their license plate and their title? You don't have it. And you can't go to the auction and make them give it to you because they want their 25000 which you already spent. This is what could be happening. Nobody knows. There's no proof or evidence or any direct knowledge that this is happening with Carvana, but this has happened before many times with dealerships that get short on cash. And you can actually take it a step further. When you get that car to your dealership, before you sell it to your retail customer, you can put it on another line of credit called a floor plan. A floor plan is a line of credit you get from your own bank that finances all your inventory, not just the ones you got from the auction, but that you purchased anywhere. So now you get a free car from from the auction, you put it on your floor plan for $25,000, now you have $25,000 in cash, you sell it to a retail customer for $27,500, now you have like $52,000 in cash for a car that you never paid for. See how that works? It's tempting to do if you're a dealership short on cash. This usually doesn't happen to large operations. Usually it's a smaller used car lot that just runs out of money, they don't know how to manage your business, and they go bankrupt. But what if you are a public company? Public companies can get short on cash too. In fact, if the bigger you are, the faster you spend money. There's been some reports in that Motley Fool article that said they might only have three months worth of cash left. They have to borrow more. So why not borrow it from a source that already exists? Again, there's no evidence or nobody's saying this is happening. But when you are any kind of company that's running short on profit, you look to get cash from other places. And floor plan and credit lines are, are one area you can do that. And that affects titles because those titles are held. They're first held by the auction. Even if somehow you get it from them, now they're held by your floor plan. And if you're not running your operation well, then the, those retail customers can go weeks, months. We, there's been some that have had cars for more than a year with no title. The excuse that Carvana will give is that their title department isn't running that well. They don't have a lot of experience. It's new to them, and they're really just getting used to it. Well, if you don't know how to run a title department and you have this large automotive operation, then certainly you're also going to be making mistakes with inventory and letting cars get too old and paying too much for cars. Managing a used car inventory is crucial for a dealership. If you don't manage your inventory, you could be underwater and lose money quickly. All the money you make on cars you sell can be easily wiped out by the cars you don't sell that sit on your lot collecting dust because two or three months later, the book value dropped and now you can't sell them. Or if you're not careful when you buy cars or buy cars that are lemons that have mechanical problems that you didn't notice because your buyers are not that astute. Buying used vehicles is, a, is an art. The people who go to the auctions to buy them, you have to be really sharp because people bring cars to auctions they're trying to get rid of. And things like a $2,000 computer that's putting a check engine light on the dash, people do all kinds of stuff to hide that. They'll put a little piece of black electrical tape on the, underneath the dash to block the light. They'll hide previous damage from collisions. 
you have to know what you're doing when you're buying these cars. And if they don't know what they're doing with something as simple as vehicle titles, how do we know that they're astute when it comes to purchasing inventory and managing inventory? Again, nobody's saying this is happening, but the stock has gone from three to 100 and something down to 20. There are people who know what's going on. Hedge funds know how to get information from inside a company, and hedge funds drive most of the stock price. So keep your eye on this company. Again, you know, we, you know, implied and suggested last year that maybe there's more to the title problem than meets the eye because it usually is without any direct knowledge of it and not accusing anybody. However, there's more and more financial experts that are asking the same question. Is Carvana really a business? Does it really have a secret sauce or magic that's going to make that business model work? Disruptive companies, even in other industries, you know, the mattress companies, the Warby Parker eyeglass companies, all those companies that came in to disrupt even Uber with with uh, taxis. It's difficult to get into another business and disrupt it and succeed, especially with something as capital-intensive and difficult to manage as automotive retailing. 